Brexit means Brexit. We're going to build the wall. It's going to be built. The secretary gave alternative facts. Welcome to episode 72 of the Gristle Digest, the podcast with episodes more infrequent than the bouts of sanity that occasionally afflict our nation's government. Um, today is uh, the 6th of May 2019. My name is Oak and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? Well, it's going all right. It's going, yeah, none too bad, my friend. None too bad at all. Well, uh, we've got a we've got a sort of normal, kind of fairly packed show uh, this week for a change. Oh yeah, oh um, it's packed. So, yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, you know, without further ado, top stories this week, Paul. Um, Theresa May confirms residency in a parallel universe after bizarre <laughs> statement following local election results. Uh, Theresa May has confirmed once and for all. Uh, that she is living in a parallel universe following a bizarre statement declaring her interpretation of last week's local election results. It is now clear that she is in fact inhabiting an an alternate reality where charisma is illegal, Phil May is a five-time Olympic champion and Brexit isn't an ever more terrible idea. Uh, As the results rolled in last week showing mammoth losses for Brexit supporting parties and equally sizable gains for Remain supporting parties, her statement that this was a sign to get on with Brexit left many bemused, particularly as she went on to congratulate Oscar-winning actor and legendary auteur Brendan O'Carroll. uh, fortunately for Maisie, she has friends in, the, in her parallel universe, uh, namely the Labour Party, uh, or at least uh, <laughs> those like John O'Donnell, who tweeted a similar interpretation of the day, uh, the day after the election. Uh, he followed up with another tweet uh, where he posted a picture of himself about to tuck into what looked like a dead kitten on a plate uh, with a caption that read, you can't beat a roast dinner with all the, with all the trimmings. <laughs> <laughs> you can beat so, that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, scientists are now keen to find the wormhole uh, that they believe members of Labour and the Tory party must be using to travel to and from uh, their parallel worlds. Uh, However, much to many people's surprise, uh, Jeremy Corbyn is not a resident uh, of that parallel universe and instead resides solely uh, in our world. Uh, Royal Society quantum physicist uh, Dr Klaus Shave uh, said (laughs) of the matter, we think he's probably just a bit of a cock. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, next Fair story, assessment. Paul. Fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Environmentalists worldwide call on Noah to build another boat to protect <laughs> the world from ma- world species from mankind. Uh, with news that a quarter of all species on Earth could be at risk of extinction, uh, environmentalists the world over are calling on boat building biblical hard man <laughs> Noah to knock up another one of his award winning arcs. Uh, activists claim that a big ass boat is the only thing that can save the planet's species from the torrential flood of man that no one can be asked <laughs> to stop um, Greenpeace spokesman and body odour enthusiast Stan Kivest said in, said in a statement we've literally tried everything to convince people they just don't give a shit when you roll out a little Swedish girl with pigtails and dead eyes and still no one gives a fuck you know what it's time for Noah to dust off the woodwork table uh, Noah who has most recently been making large yachts for wealthy Arabs 
<laughs> has yet to make any response, but those close to him have said that privately he has expressed some reservations. Uh, we think I think he just doesn't uh, see why he should have to do it said his personal trainer Jasmine Sexley Uh, I mean we could just not exterminate all those animals I mean that is sort of an option Uh, and final story this week Paul Um, Stephen Yaxley Lennon is called Stephen Yaxley Lennon Yaxley 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 Lennon <laughs> convicted mortgage fraudster, passport fraudster, girlfriend beating police assaulter, and EDL veteran Stephen Yaxley Lennon has had a few problems on his northern walkabouts over the last week as he came- campaigns for election as an MEP. He was twice doused in milkshakes as he and his goonies sauntered their way through Berry, and he was even called a nonce, which prompted him to flee like a little girl, scuttling away as fast as his Reebok classics would carry him. Now, despite this being the most hilarious thing to happened since the time Piers Morgan took his shirt off. Uh, some commentators on the right have cried hypocrisy at people laughing at Stephen, uh, but screaming at the fat men that accosted Anna Subri outside Parliament. Uh, everyone else has said that if you can't see the difference between a single woman who is an elected MP with a record of serving the public being harangued by groups of men much larger than her whilst doing her job, uh, and a violent criminal with several convictions who is accompanied by a group of large goons who are looking to intimidate people, but <laughs> instead getting owned, uh, then you really shouldn't be opening your mouth. Uh, Brendan O'Connor, like the spectator. Uh, and finally, Paul. Oh, hello. Jeff Goldblum uh, reveals plot changes in his upcoming depiction of Ted Kennedy. No, of course I don't die. I prevail, and the, and the, the, the great animals are let out in San Diego, and me and Julianne, we get in a, in a convertible, and we... Jedward confirm Brexit fatigue. Zone out of the situation, not realise all this is going on, because then if you get too zoned into it, then you'll lose what you had in the beginning of what made you. And in his old age, Bill Clinton publicly confronts his incontinence head on. Once again, you got the better of me twice in the last few weeks. So, some big ones, Paul, this week. What a, um, what a week, and, and well done for making a, a fairly miserable world very funny. Chuckled quite a lot through that news there. <laughs> good, good work. Well, so, so, I mean, let's start with um, the local election absolutely, results. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Last week, I've kind of got them in front of me. Oh. Um, so, I mean, I suppose it, it's it's probably best to look at what the change in each people's each party's kind of yeah what's uh, the what's the old swingaroo <laughs> the swingometer <laughs> uh, so so the tories have done tremendously well they've they've lost 1269 which i think is wow. their worst result in since john major crying um, worst since 95 you know. i believe yeah 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 just quite a Oof, while quite um, a while Labour, Labour, who came into this uh, almost bragging about how well they were going to do and how they were expecting, I think, to gain 400, um, instead walked away with a 63 councillor loss. Uh, and, tip- and in typical Labour fashion, have, have again uh, somehow ter- interpreted this as a massive victory. You know, it's like a big the way endorsement. That Labour do. It's a big, yeah, big a, endorsement. A, a, a ringing endorsement for Jeremy Corbyn's policies. <laughs> even though, um, even though. In 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 London, I think Labour actually won a majority of of councillors. Where um, you know, typically, uh, people kind of associate with with Sadiq Khan a bit more than than they do with Corbyn. Uh, so it's interesting that 
in in his heartlands, <laughs> he's been pillaged. But uh, yeah, but um, so and the Lib Dems have have, have uh, made a gain of six hundred and seventy six, which is wow. a very strong showing for them. It's wow, that's pretty impressive story of the night um ukip uh have done tremendously well they've lost 36 uh so they've almost halved uh and oh, sorry 56 and um the greens have gained 185 which is good showing for them go green go uh, green and the others sort of independence and whatever have, mm-hmm. have gained 285 so uh, yeah, across wow. the board. I mean, you, you sort of say that. Well, yeah, the Brexit supporting parties have taken a pounding. The Greens and the Lib Dems have done. Who are both obviously stated that they would at least have a second referendum, if not just kind of op- <laughs> openly remain. <laughs> um, have have done rather well. Um, Very well indeed. You could as well have done rather badly. So it, it's kind of. It was just. It, it's not so much that. Um, that result in itself was was determinative of, of anything it, it, but it was just kind of really annoying the way it was spun mm. immediately <clears throat> afterwards by not only the prime minister and the labor party in the way that you would expect but also like the bbc absolutely uh, kind of jumped all over that really quickly mm. yeah it was it was immediately it was like i mean almost feels overused these days but it was almost you know very sort of 1984-esque that don't believe your, your your sort of eyes and ears. Believe believe the BBC. This is a big indication that people want to get on with Brexit. So much so that they're protest voting en masse for <laughs> Remain centred parties. That's what's happening, and and we're just expected to swallow it. It's baffling. Yeah, I mean, it, sh- it was quite it was quite. Yeah, and it, what makes it worse is the fact that it's kind of from both angles, isn't it? It's like mm. from from the Labour Party and the Tory Party, yeah. and then then it's kind of confirmatory in the way that you know the bbc what? then sort of validates it by it's, um you know it's a third <laughs> a third limb to that triangle and uh well it certainly it, it, confirms where the two parties stand i mean i know the conservatives already you know very much in the the brexit camp but where labor for so long tried to look both ways on the issue i think this interpretation if there was you know even and i don't think there are many left but if there are any labor supporting remainers with the smallest shred of hope that at some point this long fabled uh, backing of a people's vote is going to come, <laughs> like this yeah. is your moment to wake up. Like th- this was the the open goal chance to say, well, hang on. In the first sort of small democratic output we've had recently, this is an enormous indication towards uh, Remain being a favourable option, um, well, and they've chosen to interpret it uh, in the bizarro way. Well, exactly, and it's kind of. And to kind of add salt into the wound, um, into the kind of big gaping Brexit wound, it was like Theresa May, uh, after this, um, kind of went in on the mail on went in in the mail on Sunday, I think it was, and um, wrote a, wrote a piece where she sort of reached out to Jeremy Corbyn uh, to try and salvage a deal, which I just thought was an extraordinary thing to say, which it's is like, very you know, brazen, we've been tra- just sort of been trounced in the pub by the public mm. uh, in an election. And you essentially reach out to the opposition to say, do you know what, mate? It's your job to salvage yeah. my government. Like, right. It's your job to salvage my party, to keep my yeah. party together yeah, uh, she... and effectively keep me in power. Exactly. She um, lost 1,200 seats and went, right, well, over to you then, Jeremy. Yeah, it's just incredible. <laughs> and, like, and what? Was kind of... <laughs> 
Yeah, and he's almost been like, okay, you know, I, yeah. I, I will help you out. It's just, it's just the most well, extraordinary. Barry uh, Barry situation. Gardner was was caught, wasn't he? I think, I think it was, was Mar or something like that over the the weekend, and he said to James Cleverly, literally the words, "We're out there trying to bail you out." That's that's <laughs> the opposition spokesman on Brexit talking to a, a conservative, and we're constantly told by Corbynites that the, the Brexit's not important. It's all about getting rid of the Tories. It is mean, incredible, it's isn't it? Fucking I mean, bizarro. They Jesus just, wept. The cognitive dissonance you must oh, have it's... if you are a Corbynite, Brex- uh, sorry, Labour Party member or Momentum member or whatever, whereby you know you, you are effectively the day before the referendum, you were fully, you know, supporting Remain, and then mm-hmm. as soon as that, that didn't happen, you've you've had to flip on a lid and follow yeah. this guy who he's you know what I would say to sort of Momentumites and all of that about Jeremy Corbyn is do you know what? You follow him like he's some sort of wise mm. holy man, you know this like really sage kind of intellectual yeah. individual. He's not because he's if an he was, let me tell you, if mm. he was, you would have heard of him before he was a uh, the leader of the Labour Party. But you absolutely. had none of absolutely. you had, but none of you had, none of us had either because no he was had. just some John. So nowadays, when he's kind of so kind of vehemently for a particular cause in this case brexit you really need to wonder whether he even knows what he's talking about because he is not that guy that you think he is well i i think he manages to display time and time again just what an an, an intellectual lightweight he is he doesn't have any fresh ideas i mean he is his sort of political maturity reached its apex when you know when he was in sort of sixth form debating clubs and it hasn't really evolved beyond that, and and he, he sort of ticks all of the stereotypical boxes for that. You know, what I mean, the the sort of latent anti-Semitism and and sort of faux Marxist rhetoric, and it's, I mean, for fuck's sake, Jeremy, he's he's a nobody, but so many people and intelligent people, people you know, aren't thick as pig shit. Owen Jones, for example, I think is is an, an annoying gobshite and a, and a cultist, but I don't think he's an idiot. Hmm. No. And you see him saying, you know, that's someone who's quite intelli- an intelligent man saying things he knows to be you know demonstrably exactly. false but, yeah, but because he thinks this man can can lead them somewhere but this man's done nothing nothing to prove that he can it oh jesus it's, it's frustrating it i know is. if they could like point to like oh well look, read this book that he read uh, sorry yeah. that he wrote sometime or this like this policy thing he wrote no, he's done, he hasn't got any of that like no. what, you know they're acting like he's fucking you know at least with all the other revolutionary leaders they actually had like a manifesto you know like absolutely even yeah. <laughs> had a little green book for fuck's <laughs> this sake is, this is um, very true what what like what did he stand for beyond sort of you know protest politics Exactly. I mean, do you know what I mean? And just sort of he contrarian protest politics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, I think he voted against uh, Tony Blair's Labour almost a hundred percent of the time. An astonishing record against it. And he, yeah. that means he's actually voted against a lot of really good shit. Surely, yeah, like, decent things. Yeah, oh, I hate all those extra nurses, and I hate these teachers <laughs> being paid. Oh, I yeah. hate this <laughs> this affluent middle class and <laughs> this growing economy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, well, let's let's move on to the next story, let's and that's just about the sort of the UN report, really, that came out today, yeah. uh, which was about I think like you know all of all of the world is going to be extinct. In I about think it's a million years. a million species are, are relatively imminent threat of extinction. I know that is what the hell. Is, fuck me! I mean, that is shocking, isn't it? But it's it's and you sort of think your first reaction is well, I bet it better not be any of the good ones. You know, yeah. I mean, like giraffes. Whatever. Dogs. Oh, what dogs. if it's dogs? Oh, oh. I bet it'll be dogs. <laughs> oh, don't be Not dogs. dogs. But um, might be but, yeah, wasps. It's quite... Think about that. No yeah, more wasps. This... Come on. 
Oh, wasps would be good. Uh, get rid of them. Um, but it's sort of it, this is obviously coming hot on the heels of Greta Thunberg, um, <laughs> who's been, you know, causing all sorts of havoc, uh, betwixing the likes of Ed Miliband, who's now mm. got grey hair, Michael Gove, yeah. and Layla Moran, um, in her sort of speech that she gave. Mm. Uh, well done to her. Yeah, good girl. Good girl. Well, well done, done to Greta well Thunberg. Done. An uh, and also, lady. you know, it's quite the sort of climate change protests were sort of you know sort of divided opinion really didn't they yeah. like they're kind of um on the one hand a bit sort of <laughs> petty you know, and annoying on the, on the one hand it is like you know we've got to save the planet but on the other hand mate if you traveled across london it's a fucking yeah. nightmare come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but but similarly it's sort of like um yeah i mean some people would view the protests really change things I, I i like i think i sort of think that's probably true but I just, I'm not sure. I mean, in this case, yeah, look, it is quite a urgent situation, I, I guess. Think it, I think it moved the needle, but I don't yeah, think it in any yeah. dramatic way. But, I, I, you know, I think uh, I think we all felt a twitch when that young but lady I mean, came out and, and, and spoke about the planet. But what's ridiculous is kind of the fact that we're in a, we live in a situation where, obviously, as because time has elapsed, so inevitably the situation has got worse um, mm. since we first found out about it. And now... And and clearly because that time has elapsed, we are in the worst situation we've ever been in, and and yet, it, it, and that's you know in terms of pure just climate. But like mm. it, it also just it just doesn't help that in sort of intellectually at the moment, like across the globe, we are also in the worst position we've ever been, or at least have been for about fifty, sixty years. Because yep. like people are actually like you know now kind of there is a, there is at least a lobby out there that is like this is bullshit, and those and yeah. and, and, uh, it, and it's that, given credence by the literally the mainstream media i mean i, I give you an example so i s- turned the news on this morning and it was sky news sunrise and there's some um, i don't know sort of typical scottish guy who's like the host and he was reading this story and there was someone on to talk about it and he was like so uh, i mean a million species i mean uh, are gonna die but i don't know if that's bad is i mean is a million <laughs> a lot and i'm thinking it's a fucking million mate <laughs> it's enough <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> yeah it, does it <laughs> shut up yeah i know and it it's is like ah. Oh. Um, unbelievable and the number of people sort of lining up to take punts at this 16 year old girl who's doing something yeah fucking remarkable and you, you know you get the toby youngs of this world pipe up well <laughs> did yeah, you know her t- mum was in eurovision who gives mm. a fuck mate your dad's a baron you cunt <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> yeah he, he phoned up uh oxford yes to, to ask him to let him in because yeah, please please let my idiot son in he looks please like an my- egg <laughs> Yeah, he's, he already looked like that when he was fifteen. Oh, you know it. Yes, he's yeah, he always he, wet, like he used to wet shave his head. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll quickly move on to the final story. Just a couple of minutes about yeah, Steve. I'm not going to use the name that he said he calls himself by. I'm calling him Stephen Yaxley Lennon because he hasn't done a deed poll. I checked this out. He hasn't had a fucking deed poll. <laughs> so he's Stephen Yaxley Lennon. And I'm not calling him by his stupid fucking uh, street, uh, you know, brown shirt name. He can fuck himself. <laughs> But, um, yeah, just a quick word about Stephen. Um, he's been campaigning yeah, uh, to be good. an MEP, and he, yeah, he's taken a bit of a pasting. Yeah, good. This week, I'd say I've been I've been very lactose tolerant. Uh, Me too. We <laughs> big big fan of milkshakes this week. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that lad as well, a fucking don, because he is yeah. surrounded, man. Like. If you watch the video and there's someone put together a sort of a little um, sort of collage where a few mm. people have filmed it from different angles you know yeah. actually Lennon and his cronies go up to this boy on his own and surround him like yeah. proper shark yeah. him 
absolute boy. Well, exactly, and, and, and then and, uh, and and also c- further to <coughs> to that, then going out when 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 asked in the press like what happened, he said it slipped out of his hand. Like what a legend! <laughs> absolute <laughs> boy slipped out of my hand. Yeah, so, just, yeah, just slipped has... out of my hand and went into the face of a massive cunt. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. What, what's the problem? But it's kind of um, yeah. I, I've sort of um, really again. It was sort of funny to see to see that happen but it was really annoying just to hear the kind of quasi faux right wing snowflakey kind of reaction Ugh. to oh, how can you how can you say that this is allowed he's just, yeah. he's running for MP- MEP and you know he's running as an elected MP and how on earth should this happen Isn't it, mate like is and it? this was in particular this guy in the spectator mm. and uh, <laughs> and I was just like man like he he's not an elected MP. Any, any, like a convicted pedo can run as bloody yeah. elected MP. So that doesn't mean that they're elected. Sort of giving him the sort of dignity and respect for a position that he doesn't have. You know, yeah, like it's sort of exactly that. And we're not I in a pl- fucking dictatorship. Who, even if he was an MEP, it doesn't free him from. <laughs> And from also, like judging but, his, but it's also like it's almost like saying that, oh yeah, I I applied for job of CEO of Microsoft. It doesn't mean I've got it. I can't like yeah. walk around acting like I've got it. Like what the hell? So anyone can do that. He's been funded by a bunch of jokers, and uh, and he's a convicted criminal who's, yeah. you know, who assaulted a cop because he was trying to beat up his girlfriend, and the cop intervened. <laughs> nice yeah, bloke. He's, he's uh, an absolute cunt by every possible measurement and standard you can measure a cunt by. Absolute yeah. shit biscuit. Yeah, no, I'm glad he got pasted with fucking milkshake, and I, I hope to see it far more, uh, far often. more often. <laughs> but it's sort of like, yeah, he totally deserves it. It's not the mm. same as Anna Subri, for goodness. <coughs> like, you know, exactly she's a woman that. being surrounded by men. Uh, yeah, which is why we, we're denouncing that. Uh, what the reason we're not denouncing one boy defending himself against people? Yeah, these like big burly fellows yeah, trying to one sixteen-year-old against eleven grown men getting yeah. up in his face. <laughs> He's a fucking hero for defending himself. And also, but, um, oh. yeah. The, the faux outrage. Sorry, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, yeah, you know, there's this the sort of foul outrage, and you hear that, oh, so much for the compassionate left. You're like, where, where does anyone with left wing principles not think it's acceptable to punch absolute nuts like this? Like, this yeah, is. Yeah. Oh. Exactly that. Well, let, we'll, let, we'll end on that. On that we'll end. Because I think that, that <laughs> enough is said about Stephen Yaxley Lennon. On this day in history, Paul. Oh, yeah. So, slight sort of uh, problem <laughs> in the sense that um, I didn't write down, or at least I can't find down where I wrote wrote, la- wrote, wrote last time's answers and questions <laughs> and whatnot. So I had to sort of piece, and also I couldn't be asked to listen to the last episode and write it down. So I've had to sort of piece together what I regard as material facts from my memory. Yeah. Um, and so we'll have to just do it on that basis. So the last time, I have no memory. I have no memory at all. Well, it was the the last time was the thirty first of March. So I'm not surprised. It was, it was yeah. We missed out April altogether. It was so. a while back. <laughs> uh, and the theme was the price of buying some islands. Uh, and the options were in number one in 1925, the United States bought uh, what became the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, for 25 mm. million pound uh, dollars. Uh, in some other year, 1929, I think it was, Britain bought the Cayman Islands for $10 million. 
uh, and in some other year, the US bought Nang Pong Bay for some amount of money. <laughs> so, out of those three, I think you went for number two, uh, which was Britain by the Cayman Islands for 10 mil. Um, I should quickly. I might have done. I think you, I, th- I think I did go for that. Yeah, yeah. based on because also we we got bastards. a we yeah. got a little bit of a you got a bit of a dig about that by uh, by uh, from my mate Dan uh, on Facebook. Uh, so uh, uh, and I did sort of say on Facebook that this question would be resolved probably about four days after that, and it's been you know a month whatever. <laughs> but uh, oh, sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. And 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 also uh, a quick shout out for the fact that no one. Has mentioned the fact that Nang Pong Bay is a completely made-up place. Uh, that, the <laughs> fact that you didn't question that makes you look all racist. So there you go. But I, I even though you even told me it's false, and I still believe it's a real place. Yeah. That's how racist that's I am. Unfortunately, racist. sorry. All of you are. Oh, it's definitely a place, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. But the answer was it was in fact number one, and it was uh, the US Virgin Islands buying. Uh, De- uh, sorry, the US buying what is now the US Virgin Islands for $25 million uh, in 1925. Ah. And um, wow. they actually bought it from Denmark. Uh, and it used to be. Really? And this is it's a real shame that this didn't carry on, but it used to be the Danish West Indies, um, which would have been oh, awesome. Ah, Danish West Indies? Yeah. I'm intrigued. What an. You know, like bacon and pastries and sunshine and, you know. Yeah. Wigfield, like Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's such a oh. shame that that didn't happen. But oh, I'm all about that. Yeah, but um, well, today that. is the sixth of May, and the theme is, is. weirdly ironic commemorations. Um, okay. I've got this. Option number one in 1962, uh, a football match between Manchester United and Liverpool was stopped for one minute silence to commemorate the anniversary of a scouser who was murdered by a Mancunian. Um, option number two in 1975. Uh, the Lebanese civil war was briefly interrupted when 100,000 Armenians gathered in Beirut to commemorate the Armenian genocide. Um, mm-hmm. Or option number three, in 1981, the Kentucky Derby uh, featured uh, an exhibition commemorating the work done by the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, three options there. We've got the Man United <laughs> Liverpool game stopped for to commemorate murder. Lebanese Civil War stopped to commemorate a genocide uh, or the Kentucky Derby featuring an exhibition commemorating uh, basically the American version of the RSPCA Uh, what do you reckon Paul 62, 75, 81 respectively well this is it's got me a bit stumped this one I'm going to start uh, excluding uh, disclude Uh, I'm going to disclude have you Um, excounted for that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah i don't think it's the the kentucky derby although that has that has just happened isn't it so that might tie in oh no i'm not gonna stick to my guns and say it's not that so it's either a football match manchester liverpool because a scouse has been murdered murdered, murdered. um as fergie would have said or someone stopped a war right do you know what? I'm going to do it the scientific way and eeny meeny this shit. Eeny. I'm going to go for the uh, Armenian Genocide. Mossy goes for Armenian Genocide. Answers next time. Oh. No! 
Moss Report. Uh, today on the Moss Report, generations and why one in particular can just fuck right off. F off. Um, <laughs> F off. In the UK today, we have lots of conversations about which is the worst generation ever. <laughs> it's the worst. The mildest <laughs> of Google searches. It's easy to find out which generation it is that's really fucked up shit. Millennials. The uh, the clickbait opinionists that have replaced journalists over the last 20 years or so are united on many fronts. Xenophobia, racism, gay bashing, institutionalised sexism and general bastardry being just a few. However, they are never more in chorus than when it comes to lambasting the millennial. Why is the economy in this shit? Millennials. Millennials. Why is the earth dying? Millennials. Why can't I satisfy my wife anymore? Millennials, millennials, millennials. You name it, there isn't a single problem that can't be laid at the hands of those beard-growing, <laughs> avocado-eating, vape-smoking bastards, the millennials. But what exactly is a millennial, and are they the dastardly shithouses the mainstream media would have us believe? Well, a millennial is anyone born between 1981 and 1996. And no, when it comes to the generational shithousery, there is one group of silver-haired bastards <laughs> that really takes the biscuit. The boomers. Ah, uh, decent boomer. The boomers. Now, let me just explain. Now, your average boomer is portly in build and often balding. <laughs> it can be identified by its telltale gammony face or by its familiar call of its political correctness school mad. That's it, and the blokes uh, are like that as well, isn't they? <laughs> and the wee. <laughs> the boomer can be aged anywhere between 54 and 72 years old and they are often famed for being wildly out of touch and uncomfortable around ethnic minorities. <laughs> but what is it in particular that makes the boomers so bloody awful? Well, I'm afraid to say it's just about everything. Whilst the much maligned millennial is criticised for having the audacity to own a mobile phone or for being too radical in its call for politicians to not be openly evil, the boomer has had it all handed to them and in doing so has not only managed to fuck the entire planet up but has also pulled up the ladder behind them damning the following generations <laughs> to reap the seeds of their greedy incompetence. Yeah. Having benefited from their free educations having bought their four bedroom houses with zero down mortgages for £8,000 <laughs> having <laughs> having had a free and decent health service look after them all of their lives right. being the first generation of Brits to not go to war in Europe <laughs> and having retired at 60 they took it all away the cunts oh. how did we fall from the greatest generation to this shower of shits. We literally went from a generation that fought Nazis and launched free healthcare for all to the creation of the billionaire class and a dead fucking planet. So as a millennial, though one born in the early 80s, so more fortunate than the poor fuckers under 30, to be a part of this, the first generation that will be poorer than the one that preceded it, I feel it's important to close on this point. When we were young, we respected the elderly because they fought a war for our freedoms. But let us never forget that old people nowadays are usually just terrible, greedy racists who <laughs> deserve our disdain. I thank you. Yeah, well... And that's the most report. <laughs> that is... I, I find it difficult to disagree with that, as you well know, uh, because it's, 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 it's born out of statistics, isn't it? So um, it really, maybe really is. we could tweet this out, couldn't we? But we sort of... I remember we were talking about 
some statistical reports that actually show quite clearly how uh, baby boomers have just shafted all of us by doing yeah, just nothing other than yeah buying eight grand mansions uh, yeah. and then uh, not building houses for 50 years so it fucks us the rest of us so um, yeah yeah and they and engineering the market so that eight thousand pound house is, is now worth millions <laughs> exactly it's just shameful but um well no i i well i guess we'll just close on uh, on, on that in the set that i'll i'll tweet that out and yeah wholeheartedly agree with you on the moss reports thank you very much So what happened next, Paul? Oh. Uh, just two uh, questions for you this week. Um, and the theme is news. News bloopers. Oh, news, fantastic. News problems, news fails. I love a uh, news blooper. That's how people say it these days. Uh, <laughs> and the first clip is, uh, if this is Jeremy Paxman, um, and he's presenting Newsnight, mm. um, what happens next... Good evening. So, oh, so a typical good opening. Good evening. A typical opening, if you will. It's going to be hard uh, to sort of work out what happened here, but was... I, I would say it's a fail. This is a blooper. It's a fail. So, oh, so it's, does is a fail. it's not that infamous news night where uh, Jeremy Paxman opened by dropping a hot grime sixteen. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, it wasn't <laughs> that Stormzy diss track. Um, no, it oh, wasn't that one. It wasn't that? Good evening. I've shit my pants. Does he yeah. say, good evening, fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> fuck you, San Diego. No, it's more, think more along the kind of a bloopery situation. Does he say, good evening, I'm Peremy Jacksman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. But that is, that is a good effort. <laughs> well, I think this might be a difficult one, so yeah. let's take a listen to the answer, shall we? Good evening. If the autocue was working, I could now read you something. So, <laughs> he, in uh, fact, yeah, Paco. crazy, crazy Bloody guy. Bloody Paco. Oh. Slagging off the autocue people. Loving them shit. Full of the bounce. Um, so, the next clip is from, and I have to confess, just two unknown, <laughs> unknown news presenters <laughs> presenting news on an unknown channel. Um, if it helps, uh, they were white people. Ah. Nice. Uh, hey, I might know them. England, yeah, and they had faces. So uh, let's take a listen <laughs> to this clip, shall we? With the latest on the Labour MP thrown out of Parliament after filling. Ooh, ooh. So it kind of ends on the word fiddle. If you kind of got that, was that what it was? So we're focused on the Labour MP who was caught in the fiddle. Called fiddling. Called fiddling. Fiddling. Oh my fiddling. God. What was she caught fiddling? What happened next, Paul? Come on, use your brain here. Come on, come on. Uh, it's, I mean, it would have she been... could be a fiddler. <laughs> Put too much pressure on me now. So that's, yeah, that's a harsh, harsh <laughs> statement. Use your fucking brain. You know, like harsh. harsh. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. trying harder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, Labour MPs so, yeah. fiddling. Caught fiddling. What's she fiddling? Uh, I'm with his balls. What's the fiddler? Um, no. Close though. Oh god, it's like, not a kid, literally is it? close. Literally close. Penis. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Is it the anus? I'll will give you half a point for shits and giggles. Nice. Um, I'll take well, it. Let's listen. Let's listen to the answer, shall we? Uh, P thrown out of Parliament after filling her erection expenses. 
<laughs> it was ere- erection. Filling her erection expenses. Her erection expenses. That's amazing. Because you can also um, guarantee that some Tory MPs literally would have had erection expenses where they've erection bought, where expenses they've yeah whenever he Viagra gets or ground tiger bone or whatever the fucking weirdos use these days oh or just whores just just, just straight whores just um, good old-fashioned prosers what's wrong with that eh? good old-fashioned old british values british yeah, whores oldest, for british the oldest job in the game <laughs> <laughs> the oldest game in the world but anyway um so well, good effort, Paul. Thank half you. A point half half a point. I, I think I, I think I performed fairly fairly poorly yeah. this week. I could do difficult. better. I could do better. I've, I've let you down, and that's well. It's that's been after hurts. a long time as well. That's what hurts. You know, you know it's been after a while. Things get rusty, <laughs> but um, but well done. But um, that brings this week's show to a close, mate. Oh, um, it's been a good one. Yeah, yeah I, like well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we should judge that, but <laughs> well, I'm Fair judging enough. it. It was a good um, one. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening everyone thank you very um, much do follow us on uh, SoundCloud yeah. uh, on Twitter Facebook mm-hmm. and all the rest of it and sorry for the delay but you know us uh, and uh, we'll try and be back <laughs> as soon as we point. can <laughs> at some point this year and uh, we'll see you next time ta